1: Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy!
0: This is the Ignorance is Blessed
1: podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
0: Hey, idiots! Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host, and I'm a comedian... And ask a lot of questions, because there's a lot I don't know. And that's kind of the whole premise of this situation, is that uh, I interview people and I ask them uh, stupid questions. Not always stupid questions, but some questions that maybe uh, people would have, but they keep them in their head because they'd be embarrassed at how stupid they'd sound. And uh, I don't care, (laughs) so I just ask them. Um, and you guys send me a lot of questions that you're like, Hey, I want to know this, but like, can you ask for me? And I'm very grateful for that. Cause I don't mind asking. <sighs> do do like my swallowing, clicking, breathing sounds. Um, welcome. So if you're new, that's what's up. And I hope you like it. Also, if you are new, please subscribe, rate and review. Ignorances hashtag blessed on iTunes. If you're not new and you haven't done that, come on, come on. You guys, it helps. Um, You helped me get over 100. I'm at like 111 now. And I have to say, I was just looking through something. And I realized in November, I was at like 56. And so within like two months, you guys pretty much doubled uh, the reviews. So I know I was thankful anyways. But like, holy shit, you guys, if I just keep reminding you, you guys are like really fucking cool and... Uh, I appreciate it. I am okay. I don't know. I am okay. Let's not talk about me. I think I'm going to do a quarterly me thing because people have asked for it like a podcast of my own, an episode, I mean, um, but, uh, probably not till at least February because I'm very busy, which is great, but also I'm very stressed out because I'm me. I have barely had any coffee this morning and I'm running on pure anxiety and adrenaline. Uh, but, you know, it's all positive. Things are very positive. I'm feeling very good. Uh, except for the stress, which I'm trying not to get overwhelmed by. Why am I telling you guys this? Because I tell you too much all the time and you should know. Um, what do I got going on? Oh, I'm coming to San Francisco this weekend for Sketchfest. sketch fest. Holy moly. Holy moly. Who the fuck am I? Um... This is my first time doing a sketch fest, and I know it's like just the most fun and so amazing, so I'm so excited to be a part of it. Um, this Saturday, the twentieth of January, I will be doing two shows at nine PM. Come to Alamo Draft House and if you want to see me do some good old fashioned comedy. Stand-up, regular stand-up comedy. It's live from the Alamo. There's gonna be a great lineup. And at 10 PM I'm doing a, something a little different. A show called Shit Arcade by the amazing Mike Drucker, who's a super funny comic, great writer. Uh, If you don't already know him, check him out uh, on Twitter, I guess. And then wherever. At this show, if you're in San Francisco, um, you guys, basically we get to play video games and roast them. Like we make fun of them. It's two of my favorite things, playing video games and making fun of things uh, combined. So holy shit, it's going to be so fun. And then the next night, Sunday the 21st, I'm on Picture This, which is the brainchild of the amazing Brandy Posey. Who is an amazing comic? She does the road a lot, like I do. I love her. She's got an amazing podcast, Lady to Lady. Check that out. I'm gonna just give shout outs to like more comics for you guys to check out uh, regularly, but I'm not gonna commit to that because ADD, and I don't want to like disappoint you and like forget to do like check out this person one week and you guys be really let down. Uh, But I'm gonna try. Anyways, this show that I'm doing that's hers, it's called Picture This, if I didn't already say that, at Piano Fight. Oh, which is also where Shit Arcade is the night before. Uh, 8 p.m. on Sunday, though, Picture This. So fucking cool. They get animators. Comics go up and they tell their jokes. They tell their stories. And there's an animator, like live animating behind you. And they're just doing drawings based on your bits, which I've never done it, but I've seen it and it's fucking amazing. And now... I get to do it. So uh, I hope whoever's animating is, I don't know, probably needs to just brush up on drawing dicks because let's be honest, what am I really going to talk about? Uh, Heartbreak? Probably. Dicks? Probably. Uh, Weird sexual experiences and uh, the disease that's killing me and maybe depression. Who knows? You know, such a mixed bag. Uh, Oh. Hawaii. Are you listening to this? Is anyone in Hawaii? Please tweet at me directly if you are in Hawaii because I want to know because I want to come live with you. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to Honolulu. Honolulu. Um, I will be there. I'm coming. Oh my God, I'm coming and I haven't been eating healthy. I went to Reno. I was eating healthy and I went to Reno this past weekend and I mean, I lived a full Reno life, you guys. I don't have time to tell you about it, but there was a whorehouse. I ate a lot of junk but it was so delicious uh and I'm not just talking about that pussy I didn't eat pussy but I did have a lot of pizza so like I get it you know um so I'm trying to starve slash not starve but like cleanse myself with healthy foods before Hawaii um because I'm skinny but like I don't have like bikini bud you know what I mean I've got like I'm like I'm not going to say skinny fat because I'm not skinny fat, but I'm like skinny jiggly, if that's a thing. Hashtag skinny jiggly. Start the trend. Let's take pictures of our bodies. Girls who are skinny jiggly, we deserve to be recognized too. Uh, I mean, everyone, love your body, whatever it looks like, but nobody is part of the skinny jiggly movement. And, and damn it, I'm starting it right now because we're like small but soft and, you know, whatever. It's a thing. <sighs> Honolulu, I'm sorry, Wednesday, January 24th Anna O'Brien's, 8pm, come out um, If anybody knows like a uh, Hawaiian Like a native Hawaiian on Honolulu That might be interested in doing the podcast I'm thinking that could be really fun and interesting um, So I'll bring my podcast equipment just in case But hit me up if you do know someone And um, come to that show And then let's fucking luau or whatever afterwards I know that's probably you're probably like stupid fucking tourists But fuck it like I'm there for a couple days. The show's on the twenty fourth. I'm be bumming around with my best friend Buddy Hutton, who I may have mentioned at some point in this podcast, but he's uh he's gonna open the shows, do some hosting. He's just getting back into comedy. We started together. Oh, I should do a come up episode with him. Cause we started together. He was like immediate best friends, like just my best male friend, just the best, you know? How many times can I say best? And he quit. Not like made a like staunch decision to quit but he got like a big boy job doing like production and all this cool like video game production stuff he worked with like warner brothers and i think blizzard and a bunch of esports people and uh and so he just sort of you know invested in that and then now he is he had moved to Boston. He moved to San Francisco doing all that. And now he's back in LA getting back into comedy. And so that's an interesting story that I would like to explore with him. I have gone on far too long. You guys, Hawaii, uh, Philadelphia, 1st through 3rd of February. I'm there with Ari and DC. I'm coming to Arlington Draft House with Steve easy on February 9th and 10th. Let's get to my guest. Oh, you guys. My guest this week just, oh, my heart. I adore him. Um, it's Jake Weissman. He is a brilliant comedian, and he and I started around the same time. Yeah, started doing mics around the same time, and um, he's just such a good person and so funny, and I just adore him so much, and you will too. He's just real. Like, he's not... Uh, he's just a real human, which I always appreciate, and uh, we are talking about making a TV show. Jake Weisman has a TV show coming out this week, tomorrow, because I'm releasing this on Tuesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, January 7th, 7th, ugh, Wednesday, January 17th at 10, 9 Central on none other than Comedy Central, which is like every comedian grew up on. like, And you all did too. Shut up. You loved it. You loved Chappelle's show. You loved um, South Park. And now you love whatever else they're doing. And what they're doing now is corporate. Jake's show. Holy shit, you guys. Okay, I got the privilege of watching uh the first four episodes which actually now everyone can do on comedycentral.com but if you're not an internet person you can watch it on tv you should watch it on tv anyways tweet about it whatever um whatever you can do to you know let other people know but you guys i'm not exaggerating i have friends that it sounds so douchey like i have a lot of friends who are starting to get on tv selling tv shows starring on tv shows i'm happy for all of them and i'm like cool great for you this show though i mean this with all sincerity is like if this does not become the show of a generation i will literally be i will be shocked it's so good you guys it's it's brilliant uh of course it is it's it's from uh the minds of jake weissman and and matt ingebretson Pat Bishop and just the casting's amazing. Okay, so Baron on the last episode uh, that I put out, Baron Vaughn. By the way, you guys, I was supposed to have an episode out last week with Benji Flalo, and I recorded it in a different studio and like, I don't know if it'll ever come out. It got, it's, uh, I'm going to try to figure it out, but like the whole thing didn't get recorded. So I might try to redo it with him, but um, I'll talk more about that at another time, I guess. But check out his show as well, which is really funny on Freeform. Uh, alone together and I'm very bummed because I know a lot of you guys had questions and were excited for that but uh this is why I should keep doing things alone in my office which is also my bedroom um okay I just had to bitch for a second with the middleman and that I'm annoyed that I didn't get that episode you guys but on the previous episode I put out Baron Vaughn which a lot of you loved got such good feedback I could genuinely talk to him forever his brain is just the best that's all I want to do like that's my hobby is I want to talk to people with amazing brains Jake has one too you'll love this podcast um Oh, Baron's on the show, though. The casting's just great. There's, like, a bunch of comedians, like, a bunch of my friends pop up, which is, like, just so cool to see and so cool to know that Jake was able to make this product where he got to, like, put all these people on the show and just work with your funny friends. Like, the fucking dream. It's amazing. It's incredible, and it truly is. I just love it. So he talks about the process and and what it it feels like getting to do that and how how it went from, like, an idea to... Holy shit, we're making a TV show. Ah, so you're gonna love it. Casting's great. Aparna's in there. Ugh, and she's... I should try to interview her. That'd be fun. You guys, look, this intro is so fucking long. I just was so excited for this. Uh, Enjoy it. Here you go. Make it a TV show. Jake Weissman. Hi, you guys. I'm here with Jake Weissman, um, creator of miracles.
1: I think just, yeah, I just like the idea of creator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jake Wiseman, comma creator. Um, okay. So you're amazing. He's uh, an amazing comedian. If you don't already know that you're stupid. Uh, no, he's great. Fuck. Okay. You made a TV show. This I, it, is so exciting.
1: It is very exciting. It's almost changed Everything about everything i think about because it's like oh no i got to do what i wanted to do that doesn't happen right right but it did so now i'm forced to sort of face myself and wonder if i actually like my life instead of my whole shtick of being like "Uh," for a lot of years
0: oh yeah well was it like a thing of is like a tv show a thing that you're like well if i get this i'll be happy
1: i mean sort of in the sense of like you come out to la And you have these sort of uh, searching for gold dreams, you know, like, oh, my God, it's a gold rush. And you like, "I, I just if I could strike gold, that would be the reason I came and then I'd be happy. And then you don't but you don't really think it's going to happen but then you also don't think it's not going to happen yeah. cuz you're like it has to happen to me cuz what will happen if it doesn't happen i'll die yeah. and so <laughs> um and then it kind of it's been working out so far and of course i'll have many horrible things that'll happen in my life but <laughs> i was able to sort of do pretty much what i wanted to do at least once and that's great i yeah. mean that's kind of that's enough really
0: i mean to have like a goal especially something i think creative based cuz I don't know if it's like pipe dreams, but anyone who doesn't go for it is like, a
1: crazy dream. Can I ask you a question? I say pipe dreams all the time. What does that mean?
0: I don't know. Because it's
1: like, but I was like trying to think about that the other day. It's like a pipe dream. Does that mean like you live in a pipe and you're stuck and you're like, my dream is to get out?
0: Yeah. Or is it like a Mario reference? Oh. Maybe it's like a crack pipe dream. Like it's like you smoke a pipe and you have these insane dreams (laughs) and they're like.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, I feel
0: like yeah, it's like a a heroin induced. What do, you, what what's in Middle Eastern magic pipes? What are those things Harry called? Pukas. Yeah. Yeah. Do witches smoke? All the time. Probably. Yeah. God, they must have really good shit.
1: Yeah. I oh, would be a drug
0: great. addict if I was a witch. For sure. Mostly because your mind would just be plagued by all the like
1: magic. It's a lot to think about.
0: Well, okay. So I feel like you and I started around the same time. Mm -hmm. We were like just open mics every night and Mm -hmm. in these horrible coffee shops. What's so funny to go like, well, it has to happen. And then when you start out, you see these people that are like 15 years in.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And you're like,
0: oh, no.
1: Two weird things I think happen because I started when I was 26. I don't know how old you were when you started. I was like 20. Yeah. So, but that's already old enough to where you go to coffee shops and you start doing open mics, and two things happen. One is there are people who are 50 and doing open mics poorly. Yeah. You're like, what? How did that happen? And why are you still here? But then, secondly, people who are like smart enough to start at 16 or 18 who are way funnier than you already. And you're you're like, like, in both ways, I'm fucked. Yeah. So, and it becomes this weird. Um, sort of journey where you kind of think you're psychotic for trying it at all, but then you sort of understand that if you're good and you just keep going, something will happen.
0: Something will happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always thought that because especially with comedy based stuff, it's like you're the older you get, you just get more life experience, but you just looking at the industry is like, yeah, if you just kind of like keep, if you're okay and you work hard and you keep hanging around, like you'll get, a little bit of something yeah
1: i think it's a war of attrition to a certain degree and i think also even if you don't hit it like rich um if you keep going one of your friends will and they'll hire you to write yeah and so and you just have to be okay with not having exactly the comforts you desire until you can get those comforts you just have to be like i'm just gonna do this and hope it works out somehow and then eventually i think it does pretty much work out if you're good i mean i why I not? There's so. not that many funny people. Yeah, so. there's not that
0: many, like yeah. that many who are genuinely funny and then no. actually trying. I guess,
1: Mm-mm. and it's also just a lot of people have that human thing that we don't have which is like for a family and just like i want a house and a family and vacations and i want to celebrate holidays with people i love it's like i don't really have that in my head i just want to achieve whatever i want to achieve for whatever reason i want to achieve it and then maybe work that other stuff out later maybe
0: maybe i think that's what's made it so much easier for me to pursue this is that like there's so little like materially or like in, as a lifestyle picture in my head that I want that requires an insane amount of money. That yeah. So I'm not like, Oh, I've only had enough money to have a boat or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: It's weird. It's weird how like, cause if you think of people who came before us who maybe, this isn't the best word for them but if there are heroes or people we like admire and so on, yeah. there were really just sad people with nothing to lose <laughs> they weren't like amazing they were amazing but also they were scared and fucked up and, like, and what didn't know if anything happening? was gonna happen and they're like i don't really love my family so i'm just gonna do this open mic on christmas and then eventually yeah. they got a tv deal and you're like that's my hero
0: yeah you're like yeah. they did it and it's yeah. like they did a bunch of cocaine in the 80s yeah. and then someone saw them and were like you're gonna be yeah. a star but
1: they were were fucked up yeah
0: yeah god they probably made the wrong
1: decision but it worked out
0: right ah that's amazing did you from the beginning know you wanted to do like a tv show was that always in your mind
1: well when i well two things one is i think and i i would bet you would agree with me on this i think a lot of times you set your goals according to what you think you can achieve and so if you do have a low if you do have low self-esteem you might not you might not want to say you want something yeah. cuz you don't want to not achieve it. I don't know how you feel about that, but that was me for a long time.
0: I have a real crossroads in my mind with that about I don't like I genuinely think that all I want to do is stand up and I'm where I want to be, but then I'm like is this a like deeply subconscious fear of
1: rejection that I'm not allowing myself to have other goals? I would bet that it's partially that. Cuz
0: I feel so satisfied, but I have friends that are like, "Come on."
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I, but the other part is it might change. And so yeah. I think for me, when I came out here to L.A., I was like 22 and I wanted to work in movies and I always wanted to make things because I, I was never a huge comedy fan. I mean, I always liked it. You but, weren't
0: a huge... Oh, yeah. I guess no, I i wasn't like
1: a comedy nerd. No, but I was. I didn't I didn't come out here to do comedy. <gasps> really? Yeah, which is weird. That's so shocking to me. Yeah. And so I just um, started working in the film industry with a vague idea that I wanted to write kind of like indie dramas like
0: oh my god yeah. you loser I, no,
1: I know not only that but then also documentaries like that's oh my god i are...
0: love that though but i really like love documentaries
1: they're the best things ever but also you can't make any money doing them and what does that even mean like why are you coming to la like i had no I mean, what plan. are you going to
0: document here
1: yeah so i but i did come out here with the idea of performance was not a part of it had no interest in that did not think i could do it at all and then when I turned 26, totally wanted to kill myself. And so, but yes. I had friends. Ah, mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to kill yourself mid-20s, fuck you. Yeah, it's like,
0: fucking kill yourself. Yeah,
1: please. <laughs> um, but I had some friends who were doing open mics. And I thought sort of in like a skydiving sort of way, I would try it. Because I wasn't writing. Like bucket list. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, it hadn't even been on my bucket list, but I was like, you know what? This is a crazy story to tell. So, um, <laughs>
0: you were like, this will be a kooky story when I'm sitting of, around my, yeah,
1: like, well, I did stand up once. <laughs> um, and then, I, and also, I thought it would just kickstart me writing because I was writing like five pages of stuff and, uh, throwing it away and I wasn't, I wasn't being as productive as I wanted to be. I was always like very, in my mind, motivated and wanted to be good at stuff, but I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I was working as a PA or a post-production coordinator, just all these jobs that were servicing other people's work. And then I lost confidence in myself completely. And so I started doing comedy and quickly it made sense to me. And I was like, oh, I should have been doing this the whole time. I don't know why I didn't know this about myself, but it was like, it almost felt like some sort of orientation. I had not admitted to myself.
0: Ah. Do you know what I mean? I
1: was like, oh, this is who I am. These are my people. It's amazing. I can't, it, it is sort of a, it's almost like a spiritual thing Awakening? you find. You're like, oh. That's how it was for me the first know. time I did stand-up. Yeah, I was like, I just didn't... I didn't really know about this culture. I always thought about it in sort of a cartoonish way. You know, yeah. I didn't really know that it was a... There's a whole system in place. You can have a career. It's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole type of uh, people and stuff. So I started doing that. And then I kind of just was like, oh, this is what I should have been doing forever. And I and I and so I started to pursue stand up kind of blindly like just at 26 being like okay throwing it all away let's go so what you
0: have to do i feel like is you just when people are always like how do you get started i'm like you just Just do
1: yeah (laughs) just do it and do it obsessively and dive in and kind of leave your life behind
0: yeah like you immerse yourself and you're like i'm abandoning everything you
1: got to be obsessed and so that's when i started to do comedy and so at that point like my original goal was to make stuff and then when i figured out comedy you know, at first when you're doing stand-up, you kind of have to be... You have to be almost single-minded in your approach. You're like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. Even though that seems impossible when you're starting, you see other people doing yeah, it. Yeah, because you're like,
0: like, who is just a stand-up comedian yeah. anymore?
1: It's a weird its a weird fucking job. Yeah. Um, And so once I started doing that for a while, I was like, I mean, if I could ever be on a TV show or write on a TV show or write jokes for someone, that would be such a dream job. But then, and I'm sure you feel this way, I've always felt like more motivated by people who weren't that good who achieved stuff than the geniuses who achieved stuff. Because I'm like, oh, like...
0: Yeah, it's like, of course you achieved. Are,
1: wait, you're writing for stuff? You're writing for stuff? It's like, oh, well, I'm that funny.
0: Well, you're like, yeah, you're like, well, if you can yeah. work in a yeah. writer's room. Yeah, and so, I
1: was, so then you start to sort of up your dreams and then I started making sketches uh, with uh, women comedy. So great. And so once I did that, I didn't really know how to make sketches, but then eventually you make a lot of those and you're like, I guess I do know how to do this. And then you start to go, well, I mean, if other people can do it, I could do it. I'm a Jewish person, so it's in <laughs> I'm my already DNA. In. And so I, I should get a just free show. go for it. Yeah, I should just <laughs> go for it. Like you never and I wasn't even trying to act. I just wanted to create stuff because I love the concept of creation. That's why I moved out here. And so then you just sort of like get confidence and people start to be like, Yeah, of course you're good enough to do it. Or you can do it. I mean, look at the stuff on MTV, it sucks, but they get paid, so... My God. They, and then you just have to have the confidence that you can do it, and, and then the you sort of have to through. fake it, and then eventually <laughs> you'll get some chance for a script deal, and then you have to... It, it, I mean, we can go through all this, but that's... <laughs> that. So I sort of backed into my original plan, which was to make things, and I always wanted to make a TV show. I would love to make movies. Just, I just want to make things. Like, that's the whole... The whole purpose of coming out here was not stand-up. It was... To create Yeah, things. and performance is a wonderful thing that is a part... Has become a part of my life, but I do think creating is my favorite thing, and I can't believe I'm getting to do it. And comedy is just the vessel for creation. Okay. Wow. Isn't that, yeah, that's how it works.
0: No, out. that's amazing. Wait, where are you from? New York. New York, yeah. like the city?
1: Born in the city, mostly in the suburbs, right outside in the Jewish suburbs.
0: Oh my God, the Jewish suburbs. Where my future husband lives. I'm moving there. Right I don't now. think
1: he's well, unless you're dating really young, which you might. Good luck for you. I tried once. Uh, don't yeah. do it. It's <laughs> um, bad. He's probably moved out of the suburbs to the city and is looking to he... find a person to move back to the suburbs.
0: Okay, with is, do you think he's here now? This turns into me being I like, "How name. can I meet?" I know
1: his name and his social security number, but oh God, give it to tell me.
0: You. Okay, you're right. I don't want to test the universe. Wait, was your family? Wait, you, did you go to college first?
1: I did go to college. I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: <gasps> Nashville, I fucking love. Do you hate Nashville? No, it's or great. Love Nashville. It's the best. It's
1: a misunderstood city. It's, if I could it's live anywhere cool.
0: and still do everything I want to do, comedy-wise, I'd live in Nashville.
1: It's great. I mean, it's it's also like not very. It's it's not really that conservative a city. I mean, there are parts of it that are conservative, but it's very cool. It's not really yeah. a country music place either. It's like kind of like a rock. City, it's like
0: and gay people a and lot music of gay and, people, people, and boots. A lot of
1: cool people, a lot of hip people. Uh, great food. It's honestly in a an amazing place to live, and it's thought of. It's the probably the most the most northern. It's like the northernmost acting. Very southern city.
0: Yeah, I think it, it just gets lumped in too. If you never go there, people are like, "Ugh."
1: And also, the rest of Tennessee is pretty weird. Um, I mean, I, it's great. Sure. It's but it's it can get pretty right wing and bad. Fast. Very Tennessee, <laughs> but but Nashville is like it's similar to like Austin. Yeah, and I, was, I feel like almost every
0: state has their yeah. little little hub of people yeah. where they're like, "Fuck the rest of the
1: state." Exactly.
0: What you, did you study? Were you studying film um, or something?
1: I always want. When I was younger, I wanted to write. Um, Fiction, and so from a young age, I was like trying novels? to write fiction. Yeah, but also like comic that books? was just the bit. Not comic books. It was never into comic books, except for like Archie.
0: Erotic fan fiction.
1: Erotic Archie, which actually <laughs> that's what Riverdale is. But um, I
0: haven't seen it. But like just, just knowing Archie. that it yeah. makes me so horny because Archie was already ero- you would be erotic horned up
1: watching. Uh, oh god, Riverdale.
0: that's just a, too gin- much,
1: really. Yeah, but um, this is why
0: I can't watch TV. <laughs> I could barely get through your show. <laughs> just TV
1: turns you on.
0: Oh, oh, oh any content. Don't don't content. get me started on YouTube.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, I, I always wanted to write fiction because I just loved reading growing up. And I would try to write fiction and then I went to school because they uh, theoretically had a good English department and I tried writing fiction and wasn't very good at it. I later found out through comedy and knowing how hard you have to work, I just didn't work hard enough. Uh, but I still think fiction is the hardest thing. I think writing a novel... What an
0: imagination you it's have to just,
1: have. It's hell. It's, it's just you. And it has to be so... It's just impossible to do. I think that's the hardest thing to achieve. And I didn't think that I could do it. And I also found my writing was not necessarily graceful. It was entertaining. And so then I took junior year, I took a random film class. They had like one or two film classes there. That was just, it wasn't really an apartment. It was just like, they have it. And I was like, oh, I think I love entertainment more than I love. Like I love reading and novels are the most life changing thing in the world and the most brilliant things. But I think I can be more of like a pop writer. Like, just oh. like, I can, like, write things that, like... Like, you're like,
0: I'm going to be the Andy Warhol of <laughs> or, the film. And you started wearing weird hats. And they're like, Jake, please leave the school.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is
0: Nashville. Can you dress a little more appropriate? I, so um... Come covered in glitter.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. And I just, I just more liked entertainment more than, uh... Trying to be I serious. I don't think like, I have anything great to say. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no one needs to come to me for any information. But I think I can entertain you to some degree. And so film worked for that. Because it was, like, fun.
0: Had you written any m- like n- novels, started any like mini?
1: I've written 20 novels and they're all published, but I just wasn't <laughs> doing I wasn't doing that great a job at it. You know, I, there were only, only three bestsellers. <laughs> oh my, my god! My name is Michael Crichton. I knew it. I guess he has more bestseller. Well, yeah, my I name mean, is Michael I, Crichton.
0: I mean, I'm starting to wonder with bestsellers that I'm like, this has to be a weird algorithm. Well, yeah, like, What does that mean? It cannot be that fucking hard if Best. there's this many bestsellers.
1: Yeah. Like, what does that mean?
0: yeah i don't best compared to what yeah
1: compared to they're yeah like I'd... also does anyone buy book? like i don't even know like there's like one book a year that everyone's reading and otherwise do novelists make money i How don't do know They
0: survive. i think they just teach oh wow!
1: yeah Isn't that, that's the good thing about comedy is that well actually some people teach but for the most part if you can make a living you don't even have to teach to do it which is fantastic because oh. i don't want anyone to hear what i have to say
0: Oh God, that's, a, I mean, do people hit you up for advice all the time as mm-hmm. I'm interviewing you about how to make a TV show? But like, <laughs> do you get people who are like, can I, the, can I pick your brain? Yeah.
1: It's a lot of like, I used to go to coffee with anyone who wanted to go to coffee with me and now I will just send a Facebook message back.
0: Yeah. No, it's like, I don't have fucking time. I want to,
1: yeah. I don't want to like be rude. No, don't want to be rude. But a Facebook message back or just being honest or just sort of, even if you give vague sort of inspirational messages. People just are very thankful inspirational
0: for inspirational quotes. You're yeah. just sending Bukowski yeah. like memes and they're like, Okay, thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah. You honestly I think you have to try to remember as long as possible if you do get into a position of working at your dream how impossible it seemed when you were younger and how sad you were and how much you wanted to kill yourself when you weren't doing what you wanted to do and you have to remember (laughs) that for as long as possible to be nice to those people yeah you have to try to remember that that's so true but anyway i wanted so when i did uh in in school when i did like filmmaking i was like i think i like this better and it combines english and writing and i just enjoyed i always loved movies yeah so I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Yeah, it just it just was sort of like, I find this consistently fun and I don't hate myself as much for failing as I did when writing fiction because fiction is so, you could write something for six months, not show it to someone, show it to someone like this is terrible. But film, it's like, make short films, you can get a reaction right away. Like yeah. you can make them quickly and sort of like...
0: Figure out what works. Yeah,
1: it's not as artful. So yeah. it's easier to just sort of do and not feel bad about and then just, oh, I'll just get better and I don't know.
0: Did you it's ever Did you ever adapt something you had started writing as a uh, fiction or a thing? Be like, I should turn this into a short.
1: My saddest moment, this is sort <laughs> of this. My saddest moment is I took a lot of poetry classes in college. And I, I love you. A lot of poetry <laughs> I took, classes. I took a lot of poetry classes.
0: Multiple lessons. poetry classes. I took
1: a lot. Like way more Sonics, than you even think. A
0: whole semester. I know what a sonnet is. Um, oh, I'm, ooh, yeah. you're so smart.
1: <laughs> but I tried to make up. that I'd studied a short film. And that's when I was like, relax. Like, let's just you're not a fucking
0: I'm not an artist. I tried to
1: I tried to adapt a poem. That was a low point.
0: I mean the amount of times I have ideas for like (laughs) dramatic things and then I'm like, okay, just shut the (laughs) fuck up. Shut the fuck
1: up. Yeah. (laughs) And also I've come to the point. I was talking about this last night with someone. Um with drama, I find that to be way harder to write because if you're writing comedy, you're like, okay, well, I got to write jokes. Yeah. And the scene ends on a joke.
0: I w- feel like comedy is easy if you have a comedy brain. Though.
1: If you can figure... Comedy is harder to write because it's so hard to write good comedy. But if you do know how to do that, you're like, okay, well, I know it just needs to be funny. With drama, it's like, how do you know when a scene's over?
0: Yeah, Like, how
1: do you know that a line of drama is good? there's no punchline. Yeah, you're just like, and then, Daniel, you are bad like it just sounds stupid i could never line of dialogue
0: no i mean but (laughs) all i would write is like the worst
1: you know when you see those (laughs) terrible action movies you fucked my dog fuck you and then you jump off a building. dare you and then just zoom in on a tear yeah i would
0: i would get the worst reviewed dramatic films if i ever wrote anything they'd be like i hope this person and I've made 20
1: dramatic films and they've all been released, but only three were hits. Or a hit. I've yeah. only
0: won three Oscars. <laughs> my name is
1: Michael Crichton.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, was your family cool with you wanting to like be a writer?
1: Yeah. I mean, they were very, I mean,
0: they weren't like, you should
1: be a doctor. They've been Jake. relatively supportive. I mean, obviously here's the thing that I think whenever comedians talk about like their parents, not supporting them, the thing that I really want to tell them is your parents were right. I mean, even if you made it, yeah. it was a stupid decision. It's like,
0: and, it's insane they don't, that we do this. And really,
1: obviously, if you're alive and, you know, life doesn't matter. So you <laughs> should follow your dreams. But most of the time, people who follow their dreams probably don't achieve it. So they're not necessarily wrong and they're just trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, they're worried about you. But they've been always uh, pretty supportive. And they were like, it, basically, with their hesitations, they always felt. Just work hard. Yeah. And then we can support you emotionally. Like, please
0: don't go to LA and just become a cokehead.
1: Right. Which I think does happen. And. In- Oh, I, so often. Yeah. I mean, we're both... We're doing coke right now. You,
0: I'm like... I'm covered in cocaine, you yeah, guys. That's the only no way to get through a podcast. It's
1: also bad because, you know, you could just not cover yourself and it'd be easier to snort if it were on like a mirror or something. But you've put it on your body. <laughs>
0: I just feel That's like kind of a waste of maybe it'll a go of through my pores. I'm trying yeah. a new thing where yeah. I just like take the energy from my skin. It's so
1: fucking awesome.
0: It's invigorating, really. It's like I use actually cocaine as a body scrub.
1: So you were very rich.
0: I'm... It's so embarrassing how rich I am. The problem is, is that men keep trying to get me pregnant so that they can trap me with a baby and how take my money. How
1: do they try to get you pregnant? What? How? How does that work? How does someone get pregnant?
0: They are they. Um, they try to tempt me with their bodies.
1: Their sirens.
0: Yes, that they're just like sending me pictures of their dicks,
1: and okay. and I'm like, so men
0: have dicks. Um, some men. Okay. I think yeah, some maybe. men have like I'm not sure what they are, but they're right. still sending photos of these weird. They sort of look like like thumbs coming out of like little pooches
1: that's very cool yeah it's kind of neat that's a weird thing that i as a heterosexual man don't have to see that like you don't i don't have to like when you're if you're hooking up with a guy like at some point you're gonna be like i want like i'm gonna find out what his dick is like
0: yeah it is this weird thing of like do i I want to be surprised yeah yeah. because it's like once you're i mean of course once you're in the moment you can always be like I've changed my mind, and no, but
1: but it's it's who not likely that that, that happens because then you'll probably feel guilt for I'm it. I'm a and
0: people stuff. pleaser. Yeah. Like by the time I've touched your dick, I just have to accept that I'm like, well, this thing's going somewhere.
1: Yeah, I've touched like, your dick. I'm covered in cocaine, and, and I guess like, we're gonna go through with it.
0: I mean, you. I mean, we all live and die. Do I, we? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. My God, the amount of dicks that I've been like, well, I guess this is. A thing that's there
1: should be <laughs> hell or heaven is just a place where all the dicks you've ever had sex with are in a room. Just all the dicks. Yeah. And you can be like, oh, that dick, right? Sense memory, and I remem- you can touch it and remember the sexual experience. Remem-
0: oh my god, yeah. that would be heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. That's oh.
1: Just all the dicks, just disembodied dicks.
0: Just the dicks. What a life or what death. A <laughs> that's such a weird now I'm just having this plague.
1: Yeah. You're thinking about a lot of the the
0: dicks dicks that I've, I mean, honestly, it's not fair that women get judged on the amount of dicks that they've consumed. Isn't the word I should be using.
1: (laughs) It is the word you should be using.
0: (laughs) But like when people do the numbers thing, which who's still doing that after like, do people still like, how many people have you fucked?
1: I had, if you know how many people you're, you're, a, fucked, psychopath, you're a psychopath or you've only you fucked like fucked three people. people yeah, actually. So one time, one of the funniest ways to tell a life story is a little tip to the listeners. <laughs> I think the funniest thing you can do if you really want to get to know someone is have them tell you the story of their life. In order of the people they fucked. So, so like. It's
0: going to be such a cloud in my early cloud. 20s. So, but What's
1: funny is, so you try to go through everything and you tell, like, where were you emotionally or what were you doing with your life when you slept with this person, this person, this person. And eventually, after you get to like 25, whatever, whenever you get like halfway through, whatever the fuck it is, you're like, oh no, wait, that was two years before that. You'll be like, oh my God. Like, yeah. and it also really helps put things in perspective <laughs> because it's a really good way to get to know someone because you're like, that's when I lived in Fresno and that's yeah. when I lived in Tucson. And you. it puts things in perspective. That's because, amazing. Because um, that you should know, be oh, a nothing's podcast. that big a deal because I cared so much about that dick at that time. And now I don't even remember when that happened. And it really is like, oh, life is just this little river that I'm floating down and eventually I'll be It's a, just a river under. of come. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting. It's a funny
1: way to tell your life story. Well,
0: and to think about so, the things that like in the moment seems so So important
1: important. nothing's important
0: and it's like who gives a fuck
1: it doesn't matter and but it's a funny way to kind of just put things in perspective and learn about a person
0: god what a yeah what a just chart of the ups and downs mostly downs probably of my life
1: (laughs) yeah but it's 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 a very uh, that's i think if i ever did a one person show it would be that
0: please do But then i guess if
1: i did it it would be like um problematic but you could do it
0: Okay, I'm going to do it. I want to record a special and the whole audience just be only men I've hooked up with. I
1: actually think it should just be their dicks. Just their in the dicks. Seats. In the seats. If you can make them laugh, you What an array really good. of dicks. That's so funny. Only men you've hooked up with is such a funny I idea. I
0: know. And it's just at like Madison Square Garden. Because that's the only way we're going to fit. No, it's not that many people. Is it? No.
1: Be, we should I'd be I'd judged be on the amount impressed.
0: of men we haven't fucked, is what I was saying. Is that it's like, because... So many men, and it's such—it's fucked up to go. Men will fuck anything because some men are like, I won't, because they're probably lying. But that's stupid. There are men who I guess won't fuck some things the older they get or whatever. I don't know things. But men are like, so many men are just this numbers game of like, who's gonna who will touch my dick? Yeah. And women are just constantly like swimming through a sea of like dicks being thrown at them, Mm -hmm. and every once in a while we like grab onto one. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Just for like a breather. (laughs) But it's, it's like, like look at all hold. these things. I yeah. look at all the dicks I didn't suck. Yeah. That I totally could have.
1: This is Which, your, this is you running for president. It's <laughs>
0: like, think of the dicks t- I <laughs> didn't suck. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. Okay. So when you started comedy, because you said you like new people mm-hmm. who. Are those people still in comedy?
1: One of them is Guy Branham, who (gasps) is a great comedian. I was just friends with him outside of comedy. And my other friend, Julia, who now lives in Nashville. Um, Nashville? I think she still does comedy there, but uh, doesn't do it in LA anymore. Super incredibly funny people. Um,
0: Were they like, you should do comedy? Or you just kind of saw them doing it? I just
1: was like pretty lonely and (laughs) i i just was like looking i was very unhappy with my life and i just was like i'll just go do stuff you know like i'll just go watch them at open mics i'm curious about the comedy world i have been to a few shows thought it was interesting but didn't really think much of it and i just started doing it and i go you know what i mean they're my friends i hang out with them parties we i hang out with them at parties and we laugh so i could probably do an okay job for fun yeah And I just, I asked him like, do you think I could try an open mic? They're like, yeah, do it. Why not? Who cares? It's fun.
0: Literally anyone can go. It's an open mic, Jake.
1: Yeah. So then I just started doing that and, um, it became my whole life very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, you you have to be obsessed Mm -hmm. at what point. Okay. So the show, you guys, this show corporate that's coming out in, in, on the 17th of January, January 17th, comedy central first four episodes are on cc.com. It's so fucking funny. Um, when did you have that idea so, specifically?
1: So basically, um, I created the show with Matt Ingabretsen and Pat Bishop. Ah, I think love you them. know them. Yes. So what happened was I started making sketches for a long time and then Matt and I became roommates. Matt's obviously an incredible comedian. Hot. You guys are he,
0: lovers. Yeah.
1: Um, well, that's what roommates do. Yeah. yeah. And, I have uh, so many roommates. I've slept oh, with God. every roommate of mine, including my whole family. When I was growing up,
0: there are people that I was almost roommates with that I later fucked. And I was like, thank God we yeah. were never roommates. Cause yeah. it would just be a, a bunch of cum in a
1: <laughs> a river of cum, <sighs> And they'd have to come to your special. Yeah. Um, there's only so many seats, but, but, uh, I then So when we were living together, we started making sketches together. And although I was – I basically at some point was like, I just want to create shows and that's what I want to do for a living. So I started trying to pitch shows. I got a manager. I was just trying to be like, just get me as many chances to pitch shows as possible. No idea what I'm doing, but I'll eventually figure it out if I can fail a lot. So um, sold a little thing here or there. And then Matt had this idea for a sketch show, which is basically Portlandia at a corporation. Oh. And he brought in me and Pat on it. And we started um, coming up with sketches that we were going to shoot on our own. But then at that point, Matt got Comedy Central Comics to watch. And all. Th- what I want to say is all things in comedy are just like, you have to think of them as opportunities to have a chance to have a meeting, to pitch an idea, and then you have to work really hard on that idea. So he got this God, basic, basic general so meeting meetings. with Comedy Central, <laughs> and and they were like, do you have any ideas for a show? And he's like, I sort of have this idea, you know, about Portland corporation. They're like, come in and pitch it. So we hurried. We were working out on our own. We also and had you're like, how can
0: we make this, a sh- like, let's
1: yeah. crunch it into a show. So we pitched a sketch show um, that Matt and I weren't really the leads of. and
0: So you were just like thinking you would write it,
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't think of myself as an actor – like I wasn't – again, this goes back to I don't – I didn't always think of myself as as someone who could do the things that I actually can do. And I had to be told I could. But the thing is, Comedy Central, like, I was on their radar because of doing so much stand up. Yeah, you that, know?
0: it's like they know who you are. It, once you're, yeah. you get your name made out, they sketches,
1: of- did stand up constantly, and they're like, we know who you are. Like, they're anyone in comedy, they're tracking if yeah. you're good. You you then just have to, like, have a good idea. And, and I made so many videos, they're like, okay, well, they can make content. And people so, seem to enjoy it. Yeah, so at least enough that people, like, They give script deals to a ton of people. so And it's basically just like they're giving out mini grants to a ton of people hoping that one of them hits. Sticks, yeah. It's sort of like a drug company almost. You know what I mean? Uh, It's like a a grant for an experiment. That's all it really is. something
0: please. It's like men trying to fuck. Mm -hmm. They're like, one of these women will suck my dick.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then so so you basically, it's like a you're selling a concept car. So it's like all, all these people get like these grants to do something and one of them ends up theoretically... They get a lot of money to then try to sell it to a lot of people. So we – they said, okay – the pitch was good, but we don't need sketch shows. You guys aren't famous. Sketch shows are kind of only going to work with famous people right now. But if you do a narrative show and you make you and Matt the leads, we'll give you a certain amount of money to write the pilot script.
0: The Wait, they were like, as long as you guys are the leads?
1: Yeah, because That's the way Comedy beautiful. Central does shows is they wrap their narratives around up-and-coming talent.
0: Comedians. Yeah. so that because They the rally I, around the person.
1: Yeah, they're, they're like pushing little action figures you know like nathan fielder or abby and alana or yeah. like uh, they, they're trying to base jake it around. And Matt. well because we're like two generic white guys you know you can you can be like we're fine looking we're okay you guys
0: like, are hot babes but
1: but my point is it's enough that like
0: jake is shirtless and covered in cocaine right yeah, now and
1: i look great he's so muscular yeah. and uh <laughs> <laughs> i am i think that's what you would say about me i am so muscular
0: and people when people think jake Wiseman they're like was he Mr. Universe? I don't know if he's
1: funny, but I know he's so muscular. He's so
0: built. Does yeah. he bodybuild?
1: <laughs> but then, so they basically said they want narrative shows. So they knew that we could make sketches. They'd seen us do stand up. They knew we were funny. Most comedians can't write scripts, they don't know how to write a script. They've just written jokes. They don't try, they don't like spend a lot of time looking at a script. The formula. And they knew we wrote, and like they knew, like it was worth not that much money to see if we to could try. write a pilot. So then we just um, wrote a pilot together and like... Was it you and Matt? And Pat. And Pat, okay. And so we just sort of worked very hard at it. And the first thing, the first story we pitched them for a pilot, they were like, this would cost $10 million to shoot. I love you guys. I say all this because in terms of making it like, we learned... You have to learn very quickly. You're going to be horrible at first. But if you keep trying, you can get really good quickly if you just push yourself. You just have to keep going. You have to read a lot of different scripts. And you have to look at... like what I, One thing we did is... This is a tip I got. I like the show Broad City a lot. They're like, watch the pilot. Then try from the pilot to pitch that as an episode. So, like, think about oh, like, like practice pitch. We'll just like see when, how you
0: describe. Yeah,
1: the characters, the narrative, like the act breaks, like what's happening with the narrative, like why does this work? How would you pitch this as a show? And then start thinking about your own show in similar ways. Like, That's do the great characters advice. make sense? Are they well defined? Or do the does the story make sense? Is everything working? And so, we just sort of kept. We got really good notes from our executives. They were really good to work with, and they. The first draft was okay, and then we really thought about it. And the second draft was much better. And we just kept and we asked a lot of our friends who were working in comedy already, like as writers, to like come look at the script, give notes, and just really tried to knock it out of the park. And um, you know, we got this incredible opportunity, and then worked really hard ironed out every single line and there's three of us so it really helped. You know, yeah, three that's easier than just people.
0: like one person chain smoking and being like, yeah. and Pat,
1: where's my Harry Potter? Exactly. And we really tried to make something that we would want to watch and that was different. And then by like the third or fourth draft, it was becoming pretty clear they loved it. And then we, basically we just kind of hit the lot. Like we like wrote a really great pilot and they were like, okay, you can shoot it. So it, we, it, uh, it's, you know, now here's the thing. Over that course time, I shot, Matt and I had sold a show to MTV, made very little money. We shot a quick dumb pilot for them. It didn't go. Um, Pat and I and the rest of the guys and women, which include Dave Ross and Alistar, we had sold a pilot to IFC. That didn't go. So I had been selling things and making money, but Look failing. Look you.
0: Only three, but only three of them failed. But
1: I tried to sell a lot more. Yeah, I tried to like I pitched a bunch of other stuff and not done it. My point is, it took a while. Yeah, it took less time than most people because I got lucky. But did you
0: get to have you repitched to people who turned down ideas? Yeah, that's a thing in my mind. Yeah. I, I have this thing of like, well, that door's closed forever. No, it's <laughs> not
1: because a lot of times they want to work with you. It's just that their network has a certain style or thing, that they're or they might have just bought something that's too similar, similar and they might like that's the thing it's like with comedy central i've pitched there a bunch before i ever sold anything and i'd worked for their digital i'd written some stuff for the digital team and they liked us they were like we like you guys you just have to pitch us the right thing yeah so and it's a very they like
0: want it to work
1: they absolutely do they need you more than you need them even though it's that sounds counterintuitive it's true they need hits they need young comedians to like be good because then that's a load off their mind and then they can they can take That's like when they're successful, when they find people who can do the job well. Most people can't do that good a job. So (laughs) they, you know, I had pitched a bunch of different stuff, had failed a bunch, had sold stuff and made a decent amount of money and like was able to essentially quit day jobs for the most part doing that. So I, but then we got one that went to pilot. I mean, you just, you eventually figure out by failing and failing and failing um ah,
0: failing how so to do it
1: you know and so we wrote a good pilot and we're like okay wow we're shooting a pilot obviously it'll never get made into a show but let's but try what to an make the best pilot ever so we
0: did you get to cast the whole thing mm-hmm. uh yeah. how is that getting like cast
1: just talented friends well what's great is i mean i've been on so auditions in my life but not many but it was weird to immediately be on the other side of it and know what it's like it it helps you if for future auditions know what it's like to be on the producer side yeah because so many times the person could be great but it's not about that it's just yeah. a diff there's so many weird little reasons why someone doesn't get cast even if they're awesome yeah it's not that personal and so that kind of
0: helps you as an actor go like oh it, they weren't like how dare you yeah and you, you just don't want to know there's
1: so many weird reasons why someone might not get cast that has nothing White, to do with the talent and some people are, are brilliant women <laughs> but or just I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, like, sometimes, sometimes people lib. we wouldn't cast if they were white because we already have a bunch of white people. The, we're like, we're
0: enough white people.
1: But also, it there's just a lot of reasons. I'm
0: just, I was kidding. The, no, no. Don't panic. No, but that's I know real. you're racist.
1: No, but that's real. Like, what you're saying is there are reasons like that. Like, yeah. there's so many different things that go into it that are impossible to explain and
0: i just assume i don't audition because i'm too small for well anything.
1: you're not white enough so that's why you're not in.
0: that's why i'm covered in cocaine yeah. i'm trying right?
1: that is true cocaine and the river of cum from the river of dicks it's like
0: how white can i be
1: but uh yes yeah, so then we made the pilot and we just tried to do everything a little differently we hire we tried to make it look like a drama Cause it doesn't look like a normal comedy. No,
0: but I love it.
1: Yeah. We just tried to make sure it looked like a drama because to us, the fun, like women did a lot of this where the funniest stuff to me is like, play it really straight and pretend it's a drama, then be silly about it. Yes. That's yeah. just like some of my and favorite stuff. The to watch. silliest drama ever yes. is what we tried to make. So, we did that. We got an incredible cast. We got, like, Lance Reddick from The Wire. I don't know how we convinced these people to be in it.
0: It's amazing.
1: It's crazy. And so we got, like, Ann Dudek is from, like, Mad Men. She's just incredible. And uh. Adam Lustig is a great actor. We got Baron Va- And then we we wrote for some people Baron. in Ugh. comedy. We specifically wrote, like, Baron, we gave him the name Baron.
0: No, so, I noticed that was yeah. <laughs> something I was like, that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just cast it well. And we got a DP that um, was in commercials who's a really talented person, but... Just makes a lot of money from commercials, but we wanted, but he wanted to do something creative instead of make money for Apple. Yeah. <laughs> and so he made it look incredible and like we just kind of did a good job. And then, yeah, we got the miracle of making the show. And there's obviously much more to it, but that's how that worked was like we, I pitched a lot of stuff, was constantly pitching ideas, didn't sell a lot of them, got a few chances. And then one, they were like, sure, shoot the pilot. And it was like, that felt. Like that felt like I'd accomplished my dream.
0: That you're like, oh my god, I got a pilot. But but it, because so many people write forever and it takes forever, and if you it, you have to remember
1: that too, is that like, oh, this is this in itself is huge. We know a lot of people who we can't believe aren't killing. Like, are, are there are people are that are like, famous? how are you not a household name? Yeah, but then a lot of them start working. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, like or like Dolce, like she's so funny <sighs> and. Uh, now she's on the Daily Show. Yeah, amazing. Yeah,
0: I love her so much. And you're like, oh, there it is. But you're
1: like, oh, it just took a while.
0: It just you found the thing. Yeah. That ah, uh, Dolce. So I her.
1: I think and I recall, I don't know why I said Dolce, but because um, no one knows how to pronounce prefer her name. to Say it that way. I was
0: like, should I? <laughs> when do I correct him? No, Dulce. I know that it's not.
1: Mm, I prefer Dolce, uh, <laughs> but I think that I think that it's just you have to keep trying. And if you want to do something, just have a ton of ideas, and then eventually one of them will go, because it'll be the right time for it. Okay, yeah. You just have to keep trying. I
0: think there's a lot to be said, too, about follow-through on ideas, because I'm one of those... I'm a starter.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I am do know how to finish.
0: Ah. Uh, do is, you that do? Me. Yes. That's impressive. Well,
1: not... It took me a while to figure that out, <laughs> it, what you're actually talking about. It did take me a while. But um, I... I do feel like that's the key is you just Hunker have to down. figure out how to finish because also you're gonna revise it. So yeah. just finish it and then once and you have it's... the draft done, then you'll like the first draft is just to have it have something. You finish something. and then eventually you like, you'll...
0: know that that's not your
1: problem. Yeah, and also when you write a TV show, you know everything is fifteen thousand drafts, and you just have to fake finish it and then you'll finish it.
0: Yeah. Did you? How much freedom Dolce. did you guys have? Was there? <laughs> uh, Idiot. You know
1: what? We they were
0: were they were they like in it a lot like fingers in the pot
1: the the
0: sometimes it changes so much
1: the you at the first season they're going to be more hands-on in an annoying way than you want them to but also that's kind of necessary yeah they're spending millions of dollars to make your show so they're on the hook for millions of dollars yeah and then once you prove that you're doing a good job, they do back off more and more. Now, this is specifically with Comedy Central. I can't; they were great to work with. There's some things that are annoying sometimes, but that's just because you're creative and you want to just you, you're like you a baby, like smoke and you're like, no, your cigar, and be left yeah, to your own creative freedoms. In general, i found that working with executives actually is positive because if you have to explain why something is funny, sometimes they're wrong and they just don't get it. But sometimes it's like oh, they're it's, the people who are like, if you can make them think it's funny. They know what people want because they are more normal than you are. Yes. Yeah.
0: And like at the end of the day, you need to be making something that people want.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that I'm weird. And so, like, in some ways, that's good. But sometimes I'm like, this weird thing. Sometimes it's
0: like, this is is too obscure.
1: What comedians think is funny isn't necessarily funny. It's just like, it's almost like anti comedy at a certain point because you're like, I've heard everything. It's like if you get way too into porn, then you can kind of only watch porn where it's like I blood watch, on feet. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like oh, that's oh, you've what seen it's that? like but that's Love not it. good. Yeah.
0: Th- those are my feet, you guys. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. So it's it's like you kind of need this sort of you need to have a broad appeal while still being you what makes you unique and actually I found the development process was helpful for that. They're like you still just got to be funny. Yeah. Or like in the way people that... People have to get it. Comedy can be brilliant, but it still has to kind of be about sex. Like like yeah. in a way, like <laughs> it still sort of has to be like basic and some, to some Somehow degree, relatable. What most humans are thinking. It's like when you do a club, if you do an alt show and then you do a club, you're like, oh, like people just think stupid stuff is funny and that's what people are. Yeah,
0: you're like, that's... Yeah, and it's like at the end of the day, comedy is making people laugh. Yeah. So yeah, there because there is stuff that it's when you go alt.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that's great, which and is like,
0: fine. But then there is the idea that you could just be so obscure that it's like, I mean, this is funny to comedians. But I just want to
1: apologize to Dulce. I, I Dulce. But I But I, like, do, like, but a, I have like, like a Jewish a New sword. York. But I, but I have the Jewish New York where I just pronounce it wrong, and I know it's like kind of awful. And she's my friend, and she's the best. She's gonna be so
0: heartbroken. She, she, I think she will. She's gonna be like Jake. I loved you
1: will say i'm sorry You'll i just say, say things in a new york jewish way which is wrong <sighs> if i could say
0: me. one broad statement on this podcast is that new york jews do not know how to fucking say anything but
1: they are gonna marry you in the they future
0: are are you proposing
1: i don't want to get married because i'll get divorced
0: so what it's a life experience
1: yeah my dad got divorced three times i should start Oh my
0: god stuff. your dad is so cool yeah he's pretty cool i'm gonna marry your dad divorce him and then i'm back. Like,
1: you won't have to divorce him he'll just he'll die, die and then i'll
0: marry you because you, well, you'll you, want your dad's money back <laughs> i will and i'll have it all you'll because you'll be a
1: he, widow which is widow is very your brand ah
0: uh, i feel like i seem like i already am a widow you are i i mean i i've lost so much
1: Um, yeah so that was that and then basically (laughs) we know seems like your (laughs) brand but i think that you know they were good to work with and they pretty much let us go crazy because also the state of cable tv now is it's so fragmented there's so many different shows that you kind of have to just be going for a niche yeah so you they let us be what we were because the only way something's going to get a cult following is if it's not really like anything else because almost every Need is filled right now. Yeah. There's so it's much TV. So many outlets. You just have to be boldly yourself and hope that that's what people, specifically a certain amount of people, are obsessed with. Yeah, you have they to be kind of like a cult favorite rather than a broad favorite on because there TV. is
0: no broad favorites anymore. And, it's Big like,
1: Bang Theory, and that sucks.
0: So uh, if you want to be good, the head writer of Big Bang yeah, Theory.
1: Well, it sucks. Well, My as joke, the
0: person who came up with Bazinga, I'm a little offended. The
1: bang <laughs> is the sound of a self-inflicted gunshot while you watch the show. <laughs>
0: uh it's like my whole family's favorite show how did you should get on big bang theory yeah just yeah just that's the funniest do mm-hmm. you do you get people outside of entertainment like old friends that are like before this that were just like well why don't you just do the tonight
1: show it is a weird cl- cliche thing uh just be america's think got talent it is surreal when they're like they think they're going to help you with any comment as yeah. if they have any idea what the industry's like um yeah you get all sorts of stupid stuff but i enjoy it yeah. I think it's funny
0: well i like the idea that I'm at a level of success in the mind of my friends that they think I'm actively choosing to not do these. They they think I'm this starving artist. And to be fair, there's a lot of things I'm also not actively pursuing, but that that I'm like some sort of purist. It's like, no, no, I don't want your television.
1: shows. I don't want money. Instead of being like,
0: no, I'm, I'm pitching and throwing things at the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, when you so learning to write scripts and stuff, did you ever take a class or read books or was it just like let me read scripts?
1: Everyone learns in a different way. I've definitely read a bunch of scripts and I do think reading a bunch of pilots is helpful. And but I also think that I just learn better from doing. I feel like that's just Trial my, and Error. Yeah, some people are audio learners, some people are visual. I'm sort of a visual learner, but mostly what if i love something if i start doing it there's an intuitive kinesthetic but also you here's the thing more people know how to do it than they think they just actually have to physically do it like you've watched a thousand pilots in your life yeah you you understand structure inherently you just don't realize that and when you that's why that tip of like that i got about look at a pilot you like explain what is happening write the script out like watch it and then try to write script it and out they, like find the, the pilot and then if you if you work in la you can get the script of anything so and you can amazing. read it and be like oh look how they did it compare it to what you watch be like oh that's how you do it or like movies it's a three-act structure like just there's simple things that are going to happen if you set it up in the first act and once you start doing it it just becomes intuitive and yeah. the more you do it you learn very quickly and comedians are pretty quick learners and yes. so you just have to kind of start doing it like kind of believe you can, even though that's the hardest part and just start doing, you're like, oh, that
0: really is the hardest part. Oh, okay.
1: It's really just writing stuff down and having it be clear and make sense and then going back over and making it as funny as possible. There's, it's more complicated than that, but that's all it is.
0: Yeah. I feel like the hardest thing is like, a self-confidence perfectionism issue of like getting started of being like, am I going to be good enough? It's like, just fucking do it. The
1: biggest thing that holds people back, I find is the, the need to be perfect right away. And I think that like, for instance, like Stanley Kubrick is like thought of as like this perfect genius, but he didn't come around in a time when there was YouTube and Twitter, where if he had his short films that weren't that good, would have been online. And people were like, this isn't that great. This but is, he can just crap. erase, he can just burn the negatives of all the stuff that wasn't good. And we don't even see that. And there's this myth of this genius. And he is a genius, but...
0: And he's like, did you guys see the thing he made about the poetry yeah. he wrote in college? Yeah. My God. It, exactly.
1: <laughs> like he sucked for a while and then he was great. And I think most people just have to understand that genius is just practice those people still had to suck for a while yeah you know, but then they figure it out and yeah. i think you just if you if you want to do it just go it's the information's all there for you you can it's you so accessible script, you can yeah. watch it and then just do it it's it's not these are all just people that did it yeah it's there, there aren't like some of them are special but they still had to learn how to do it yeah and no but- i never took a class so it's like I just sort of got scripts and was like, okay, so that's how you write like a scene heading. That's an action line. That's a joke. Like th- th- in each character, you're like write in their voice and you're going to fail at it and then you'll get better. And then you go, and then there's also several drafts. You yeah. write like 10 drafts of things before they get shot. So wow. you'll, and if you-, you have like six or seven writers in the show, they're all going to be like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And what a fun eventually idea. it's good. Like you just have to know that the pr- the process is there to make something good and it takes a long time and it's hard, but you'll figure it out. And that's what makes it good though. It's it's baby steps. Yeah. Building blocks.
0: Do you have, if someone was like specifically trying to write a comedy series, like a half hour, are there any scripts that you read like pilots that you would highly recommend? Oh, that's interesting. Besides the big bang theory pilot, obviously.
1: I don't think I would, I mean, everyone has, you know, different things that they like, but think of any good show you like, watch the pilot and then just write down what is the plot, each character. Can you describe their character from the pilot? And then sort of try to figure out what is the tone, what is the show about? And then you, when you look at it that way, like they call it like a one sheet. You send in a one sheet, and that yeah. sort of gets you. A th- uh, they're like, okay, we want to see this pitch. And then from the one sheet, which is sort of like, what is the show about? What's the tone? Who? What are the characters? And like how. If it went five seasons, where would the stories go? Wow. A general sense. Like, just have a general idea. And a lot of times, what you pitch has nothing to do with what actually happens. It just shows that the idea has... Legs. Legs. And could go for a while. Could create new stories all the time.
0: Yeah. It's like, we can keep making stuff based on this
1: idea. Yeah. And you can... You know, we pitched a lot of episode ideas that have nothing to do with what we ended up doing... But it was just like, but look what you could do with this idea. And that's all they want. They're trying to make money off you.
0: Were there? Yeah, of course. Were there any episode ideas you had that like you absolutely couldn't do, but you're like, in the room where we're like this is so fucking funny and it'll never work
1: so many Uh, i mean like we you know we just in the sense of like they cost too much money yeah it's like like literally Uh, that's the hardest we pitched we had an episode where like literally the entire burning build uh the entire building burnt down (laughs) dual say um and uh (laughs) and then uh like the ceo of the corporation like jumped on a helicopter and flew away and like we were like we could do this and they're like you can't do that. It's so crazy. Stay grounded, and we're like, oh, sorry. So yeah, you, no, know. yeah. But often, like, I find the restrictions of your budget or whatever are good, and they force you to tell stories that make a little more sense or more. And relatable. it's not just
0: like crazy yeah. effects. Yeah, I think
1: the things that we've had to tamper down are just explosions, craziness. Mostly. Where it's like most people, when watching stuff, just want to be like, oh, that happened to me.
0: Yeah. Oh right. Like, That's oh, great. I guess we can't have this shooting or whatever i don't know um i love this okay so give me like a synopsis like not me i've been watching corporate it's so good i know i already said that but thanks i'm it just makes me like horny for comedy if that makes sense i'm just like honestly
1: that's exactly what i want because i do think it's original and i want people to be like excited by it because it's not derivative so thank you uh
0: it's incredible you guys go check out the first four episodes and it premieres on january 17th but get like give the people it's explain corporate
1: so what i would say is it's a satire uh um it's a dark satire of working at a big corporation. corporation but the main thing that i would say is most office comedies are goofy yeah or they're like look how silly it is to work every job i've ever had I wanted to kill myself at because you're wasting your life and oh. this job is about how sad we all are, how being an adult sucks, how working at a job sucks, but there's nothing else you can do. Like you
0: just have to work.
1: And to me, that's the funniest thing in the world. It may not sound funny, but it is it because is. everyone is thinking dark thoughts and I hopefully the show is a catharsis. Um, for people to be like, oh, everyone's lives are bad. Oh, so. we all
0: want to hang ourselves. Yeah.
1: And so I think that that's kind of what it is. It's a satire working at a corporation. Super funny. A lot of jokes. that We talk about war. We talk about yes. death a lot. There's all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, it's you know social and political satire, but also it's just an office comedy. Yeah, it's just like
0: the nuance of being in an office. Yeah. Do, did any of you have like corporate experience?
1: Um, we've all worked so or all like off different jobs. jobs we've had uh, matt had worked at a few corporations um shitty corporations that were the basis for kind of the pilot where it was just like bosses that hated their lives that would make your life hell because shit you know goes down like they're fucking miserable yeah. and they're like blame and they the just scrape yeah and it, it's a lot of just like fucking over the people below you just because your life's bad and he had that experience and then we just kind of Imagine the rest, and we also interviewed people from Amazon and Google.
0: You did just to be like so smart to get an insight,
1: yeah. And a lot of times they were just confirming our suspicions, yeah. Um, but that's a they, nice feeling, but they, but yeah, jobs suck. No matter how good your job is, it sucks. No
0: matter how much money you make, you're still yeah. like
1: because you're alive and you're you get one chance to be alive and, and you're sitting you spend at a it fucking death. Like, what, yeah, but, but also, what other are? option do those yeah, people like, have? Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? Gonna... Healthcare
0: a monk Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Healthcare. the only reason I'm like even upping any of my career goals is because I'm like yeah I need to pay for medical care that's that's... I have to want more just so I can pay for my riddling bones yep Uh, so annoying um shit another question dual say I'm sorry I I slipped up do you even care I Uh, do care she's the best it's like why don't people care Uh, no she really is the best what fuck i thought i had another question does pat ever make an appearance i'm only two episodes in he
1: he actually is in the second episode he has one line he's in a parking lot he has one line and that's all it is. he he like he come he has his car isn't oh that that was pat i didn't even realize no <laughs> wow yeah, he he's the direct, it's like a hitchcock kind of thing where he appears in it just for one small thing um he does not he's not in the show um he just they just had one line to be like i did it in case we only got one season he let's put on him in there do you
0: think he'll ever make like a tiny who he is ca- the car guy he,
1: what he's smart <laughs> that's the offshoot series car guy God, uh
0: the man in and he's smart
1: enough that. to be able to create a show and achieve his dreams and direct all of it but not have to have his face everywhere and be ruined as a public figure that's... which will happen to me and matt
0: are you that. worried about that yes i live in I am so afraid of the concept of fame.
1: It sucks. It's a nightmare to go through. But
0: but also like you, so much pussy probably is like coming down the pipeline for you what, with that hot body and your TV show. Yeah, I mean show. with the
1: muscles and stuff. I, I think that <laughs> it's more just it's an opportunity to create more things and... Um, Put like if I can get power from it and therefore can help more of my friends and create more things, it's worth it. It's worth it. But I no. I but
0: you're like I don't want to be like adored.
1: No. Also, I just looked at a to-do list, um, and there I think it says knife.
0: Does it? No. Oh, it says write. Hold on. Below just. Knife. I wrote it. Okay, great. Yeah, um, I should knife. I need uh, to just knife. It's one knife of our here.
1: ideas. This knife. Um, but anyway, uh, it's all of my ideas. Yeah, he. I think it's a little scary, but also like it'll be fun and horrible, just like everything. I mostly just want to keep making things. So whatever allows me the opportunity to do to that. make more things to help more friends, is amazing. And it is a privilege to have the opportunity. It's just a little scary because it's unknown.
0: Yeah, I. I am. <laughs> aroused isn't the the word excited aroused. like why do why do I have to use words about horniness to describe my because feelings you're horny all the time
1: <laughs> I'm so horny you, you got your sex drive back.
0: I look so forward like I just want to see you I mean obviously I want to see all of my like friends who I love be successful I would love to see you as a famous person be approached and just s- so still being yourself and being like, life is meaningless to this person who's like, I love what you do. And it's like, yeah, well, we're all going to die. And I'm a little them-
1: worried that people are going to kill themselves because I'd be like, yeah, just kill yourself. And like, no, no, no. I mean, do it, but don't because I said it.
0: But like, if you want to, yeah. you know, do it. What-
1: if I can inspire someone to kill themselves, that's great.
0: If I've achieved all of my goals. <sighs> Let me think. I don't know if there's any other if someone was just like sitting around and they're uh an aspiring writer mm-hmm. or whatever like this someone reached out to me and they have started some a book but they're like i want maybe i feel like it'd be a good tv show should i finish writing the book or try, try to adapt it to a tv show i don't i don't know if that's even a thing you can answer
1: uh adapting a book yeah I mean, if you want to do it for practice, uh, that could work. But there are rights issues with that. Like you have to like if
0: someone started writing their own book and they're like, "This might be a better TV show." Would you be like, "Finish the book"? I'm asking you this, like, you're a book. No, that's interesting. I mean, you do have three Um, bestsellers, Michael. I
1: guess what I would say is, whatever you want to do, be honest with yourself. Don't do something because you think it'll make money. Do what you want to do. do, and then figure out how to make money from that. From that, because you can't. Force. You can't force yourself to be great at something that you're not great. kind of naturally talented at, or don't actually want to do. Like, yeah, like you I'd love really, to be
0: in the NBA, but fuck off. Yeah, you know? I mean,
1: like just figure out what you can do, and then make that work for you. And it'll be weird and messy, and might take longer than you think, and you might get to it in a roundabout way, but. Everything is so horrible that the only way to be happy is to do kind of exactly what you want to do and just go for it because that's the really only chance you have to even have a slice of happiness, at least for me. And so yeah. my, I guess my point is try. most people who do things um, aren't necessarily even the best at it. They just kept going for it and they believed they could do it. And if all the knowledge you need is out there with podcasts, with the library, with information online. Everyone... You know how to do everything now. You just have to do it, and you have to be willing to fail constantly. And eventually, success is just failing as best you can. Oh, That really is it. It's like just go after it. Know it's going to take forever. And eventually, you'll land up somewhere um, where you want to be. Or you'll, be a, you'll write for someone else or whatever. But you'll probably get paid to do what you want if you're talented and you work hard and just do the work i think you'll get that opportunity now i don't know if that's true but that's how i feel <laughs> like
0: it's worked out for yeah, me
1: yeah i mean i'm a Jewish and white straight white guy that is somewhat tall uh but you he, know and
0: very good looking
1: just unreal muscular
0: it's like how are you even Jewish it's crazy my
1: you... mother <laughs> doesn't look that Jewish ah uh, but she is
0: uh, the best kind of Jews. yeah yeah what's up you guys i don't look that Jewish um because i'm not that Jewish Fuck, what was I going to say? Have you have you gotten like how's the feedback been so far?
1: Great. Yeah? I mean, I think if you the people who are watching it love it. I I do think the show is great and
0: Are you nervous for like the yes. internet to come for you? Yeah.
1: It's Have hard. you turned
0: off do you still get on Twitter notifications from everyone or is no. it just people you follow? Just people I follow. Yeah, I had to do that. That's
1: the best. And I'm nowhere for near like one. Is like why I don't need to hear from people that I, I don't, don't know.
0: need to be called a horse face cunt by a picture of a backpack with four followers. <laughs> I mean, I
1: do if I'm paying someone to do it, but yeah. not uh, by I people mean, I don't know. Stop!
0: I'm already wet.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, you just I, you have to just you have to do things i only i only really want to know from people i already respect and that follow you care about you and i you know like i it's nice to get good things from people but if you get successful most people hate you and are jealous and somebody's
0: of you. going to come after you for something mm-hmm. i feel like oh yeah everyone wants crazies. to like not success like they want to tear people down well, and if you
1: are dark like
0: people are waiting to be offended too and that's they're waiting to be offended, weird but, but also dark, dark
1: people if they see people that are dark they start thinking they can be really dark with you, and you're like, you're freaking me out.
0: Oh, that's so, right. When people like when you, oh god, the people you must get after stand up shows. It's only going to get it's worse. Weird.
1: And they're like, yeah, yeah. I so. a lot of Facebook messages where it's like, just not going to touch that one. That's just like, really I don't care if up. you like
0: to tight floss around your balls. <laughs> yeah,
1: like yeah. Uh,
0: I'm. S- i'm sort of interested i want to hear about the things that you get though i want to like I'll especially after the show off we, the we just send me screenshots of people's weird messages it's
1: gotten um there's i've definitely gotten a message that was like i think i could go to the police with this i'm pretty sure which i think every woman has been through so it's not that special but it gets scary
0: yeah oh, scary i love it um closing thoughts any
1: i'm sorry to dulce that i dulce. said well, that's as close as I can dual, get. I ha- like, uh, like, uh, but I dual, like a like a say dull. Like dull. Like it's just that's p- just regional.
0: Just like We've Dolce was regional. Time. Listen, uh, I made half a mistake.
1: I haven't I haven't like seen he, her in a long time. He's
0: barely had his coffee. He's got he's it's just you get frazzled because <sighs> you're I'm so really in love with her.
1: She's going to get upset. Um I what I would say is that if you want to make a TV show, just um look at other TV shows and teach yourself how to do it and just keep trying to make it and keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think eventually you'll at least get a chance to write a script and then just write a really good script. But also I'm a lucky boy.
0: Yeah. So one more thing, I guess, circling back. You can ask the me a lot more
1: things. Well, if you want,
0: I mean, okay. What are your fears? Just in general,
1: <laughs> my fears in general, I would say that no matter how hard I try and work, as hard as i do at my life that i'll never be happy yeah that i'll never find a place where i'm like and now it's good now i'm right about that cuz i do work hard at my life and i still am like ugh this is pointless but really? i'm worried that eventually i'll never that i'll never be complacent but that's okay it also motivates me and i'm also worried about my family dying but also
0: oh most
1: but also my cats dying
0: oh my god how old are your cats
1: they're 9 but also, I'm worried about getting nerve pain again because then I'll kill myself.
0: Was oh, it so bad?
1: The worst pain alive. I'm in constant pain. I mean, I, it's, yeah
0: people people who don't have chronic pain
1: don't. It's you. It's you, you don't, can't imagine. You don't understand,
0: it, and it makes you go like mentally crazy. I didn't realize how much of my mental shit was mm-hmm. stemming from like going insane from pain. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ins- the pain like It's going insane you? from pain. Insane from pain. <laughs> uh, Jessica. That's the name of the show I'm pitching right now on air. If <laughs> anyone's listening, it's going pain. insane from pain. It's about a woman in pain who's and also she a, goes insane. She goes. She's a little kooky, but fun, mm-hmm. you know? Relatable, but dark. Ah. So, do you think. Oh, your family dying.
1: I mean, whatever. All the normal I? shit. I'm mostly just trying not to kill myself before um, I die of natural causes.
0: Oh, so it's probably like a few years out, right?
1: And I'm being silly. I know this is like a very enlightened podcast. Um, it doesn't I'm not, have to be. Um, but I...
0: My i'm enlightened
1: my fear is not always continuing to develop as a nicer person i feel like i'm trying to let go of more anger as i get older and i've done a better job and just being a better person all the time and i hope that i will always be able to be a better and better person the older i get and not let anything get in the way of that um that is a real fear i think i'm doing a better job and just the fact that better. you're
0: acknowledging tro- like there are people who do not want to let go of their
1: anger <laughs> I know, and i that's, re- that's all I want to do, and it's hard, and I've gotten better at it, but I still am far away from where I want to be, and I just want to keep being able to absorb the luck I've had um, and make be nicer and kinder and help more people, and I would like to die in my sleep.
0: In your sleep? Naked?
1: Covered in cocaine.
0: Covered in cocaine. We can make that happen tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's... <sighs> I think that's it. January 17th.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Corporate Comedy Central. Want to plug anything else? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Watch
1: say on the Daily Show. You
0: guys watch her. She's so incredibly talented despite the fact that Jake did not care to know her name oh, she's properly. Gonna really she's going to I
1: Please don't Please don't listen to this one, say.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for her to text me about this. Oh, this is going to be terrible. And and be like, "Fuck, Jake." Uh the war that's just going to ensue is incredible. And then comedy central is going to have to have you guys have a fist fight on air.
1: She'll win uh, for sure. I'm not going to fight back. No, you can't. No,
0: she's too powerful. Yeah.
1: And Duel is in her name.
0: I mean, yeah, that's actually horrifying. <laughs> uh, I love her so much. You guys check out her episode. It's great too. Um, okay. Well, thank you for doing this. I'm excited for you. I'm excited I can't for you. wait. I can't wait. I love you. Bye guys. Well, there you go. Jake Weissman and Corporate on Comedy Central this Wednesday, tomorrow, January 17th at 9 Central, 10 regular time. Regular time east. What is that? 10, 9 Central. You know what that means depending on where you live. Uh, you guys, DVR it. Is that a thing? Do people DVR, record, Roku, Roku? You guys, I'm a fucking grandpa. I Like if it weren't for this being online... I might be amiss. No, I would be... I'm now committing to knocking down my best friend Nicole's door every week so we can watch this together. Um, Don't judge me for being a fucking weirdo who doesn't watch TVs, you guys. Now I have to. Fuck you, Jake. Now I have to watch TV because I love this show so much. I'm not exaggerating, you guys. Please watch it. Tweet about it. Tweet at me. Tweet at me and, like, tell me what you loved about it. Tweet at Jake. Find Jake online. But most importantly, watch the show because you deserve it. Uh... Anyway, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Share the podcast with your friends because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. At Blessed Podcast on Twitter and Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram if you want to follow the podcast. Uh, That'd be great. Uh, As always, please keep in mind, no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. So... Uh, That was Jake's story and how he got a TV show. It doesn't always go the same for everyone, um, but it's a cool peek into how it can go and how things do go. And uh, you got to meet Jake. If you didn't already know Jake, he's so great. He's the best. Uh, I'll probably try to find a reason to have him on again because I just, I like him. He's great and so funny. And go watch Corporate. Go. Why are you still here? Go watch it. You're still here because it's not Wednesday because you tuned in immediately when I released this podcast on Tuesday morning I knew it I love you guys Uh, if you have an additional question for Jake or any guest or a topic you want to hear covered that I haven't someone specific to interview you know the drill if you listen tweet them at me message me on my Facebook fan page facebook.com slash jms comedy I'm at jms comedy on Twitter and Instagram so find me follow me Uh, it helps me uh, book more things the more followers I have but more importantly I want you tuned in I want to interact with you I want to know what you're up to. There's a Facebook group, which I haven't really utilized as much as I would like to, because I can't figure out mostly time management, but there is an ignorance is blessed idiots group. If you want to join that, um, and we'll try to use that as a, maybe a safe space for ignorant questions or like follow up to interviews, post a thing. Well, here's what I thought about that. You know, you can disagree with a guest, whatever. Uh, but don't attack people. Just it's for, uh, open discussions from an open mind point of view where we're willing to listen to each other. And not get angry when someone disagrees with us, and not call names. No name calling. Uh, so go there. Some someone made that for us to enjoy. I didn't even make it myself, which was so cool that someone's like, "I've made this for you," and I was like, "Wow," because it's a great idea. And I, you know, in theory, maybe would have gotten around to it, but boy, are there so many things to do all the time. And I am very grateful for the the people who were like, "Let's get this going." Um, you're beautiful. Uh, All right. That's it for today. Uh, So get out there, share the podcast, keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thanks for listening. And as always, thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.